0: Help keep Kinks and Beats Daily ad free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of twenty cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host Tony Fry. Thank you for joining us on episode 128 of the podcast i appreciate the download and hope you've enjoyed 127 preceding episodes today we are talking about a dave davies solo song and if you've listened to some of the other episodes where we've covered dave davies solo material you'll know that i'm um woefully ignorant of this portion of the podcast content um i know both bands inside and out I know Ray's solo stuff inside and out. I know the solo Beatles stuff mostly inside and out, um, except for a few Ringo albums. Uh, But I don't know much Dave stuff. And, you know, maybe it's unfair, but it is what it is. Um, So this one, Cold Winter, was released August 1st, 1983, on his album Chosen People. This is his third studio solo album. But it's his first where he actually has, you know, guys playing on it. Um, Before, it was a lot, mostly, you know, him doing a lot of the musicianship work. And this one, he's got more of like a band feel. This particular song, uh, as well as being on that album, was issued as the B-side to the Mean Disposition single on November 18th, 1983. Um, The album failed to chart, the single failed to chart. Now, for me, I wanna hate this song because <clears throat> I don't like that synth driven material, and this one opens up with by today's standards a pretty cheap sounding synth It was probably you know a hundred thousand dollar synthesizer in nineteen eighty three but you know it the the sound doesn't age well, and you know he has this intro that is just synth chords. And I want to hate it, but then as soon as the drums and the guitars kick in, it feels more like, you know, a proper band recording. And now those synths, instead of being the dominant focal point, are just in support of the rock band. So eventually I do start to grow on this song. And Dave's guitar work in it, alongside the string arrangements, which is a very rare thing, you don't hear a lot of string arrangements in kink stuff, but. There's a lovely string arrangement on this tune that combined with his guitar work really is a cool sounding uh, recording. I'm not a huge, and I've said this a million times already, I'm not a huge fan of Dave's voice in the higher register. I think he sounds better when he's on the lower end of his register. Um, This song has him on the higher end. It kind of works there's some good stuff going on vocally. I mean, this is 1983. He's still in good vocal form at this point. Um, And this being kind of a slower ballad tempo song, you know, he's not shredding his voice to, to, to sing out over loud electric guitars and everything. I think the guitar solo on this is stunning. It's not very long, but it serves its purpose and it's beautiful. And tonally, you know, the way he's got the tone of the guitar and the effects on it and everything, it kind of feels like a David Gilmore solo. Like this could have fit easily on a Pink Floyd song, you know, like uh, something from the wall or something. Because, you know, with the combination of this real spatial arrangement, the synthesizers, Um, The drums are solid, but not overdone. You know, it kind of has that Pink Floyd vibe to it. Harmonically, though, Um, it's, it's clever in that there's nothing going on. He never really establishes a key. And when you play these chords by themselves... It doesn't sound like they should even belong together. So we open with an F-sharp chord. Then he goes to G-sharp. Then he goes to G-sharp minor or G sharp minor. Then back to F-sharp. Then we've got this F-sharp chord, but he puts an A-sharp on top of it. Back to G-sharp. G-sharp minor. Then D-sharp. That comes out of nowhere. Um, Then the verse kind of basically the same thing. Then he does this D sharp minor. Beautiful transition that F sharp to major. That's a nice chord progression. Then down to G sharp, minor, then D sharp major. So he's alternating between the D sharp minor chord and the D sharp major chord, depending on whether he's putting it in the middle of the phrase or um, closing out the phrase. And the D sharp does not naturally take you back to F sharp, it should take you back to A sharp or to G sharp but he goes down a whole step to F sharp. So that's kind of a a left turn too. And then this guitar interlude, all he's doing, if, if you make a D shape off the second fret of the guitar and then slide it up two frets, you're on an E chord, then slide it up a fret to an F chord, back down to E, up two to F sharp, and then resolve to a B. That's all he's doing there. He's taking that same shape. And just kind of placing it all over the fret. And then we get, so that's kind of based around D, sort of. And then we get to the bridge, and he's on a C major chord. C, D, G, B, F sharp. So he's got all these hooks and stuff based on chords that don't really belong near each other in a natural setting. And they're not really borrowed from nearby keys. He's just pulling chords all over the place, but he connects them with this melody that he's singing. And so alone, they might sound random. Uh, I think essentially they are random chords. There, this is there's nothing standard about, um, this chord progression. But when you build the melody on top of it the way that Dave did, you get something that sounds um, very clever and inventive. And the chords are kind of pulling the song forward. You know, since it is a slower song, so there's actually uh, a lot of hooks that come out of this. And I'm always in awe of, of songwriters that can pull these kind of chord progressions together. Something, you know, 100% original and inventive. Um, because frankly, there's not a lot of chord progressions that sound good together that you haven't heard already. And so to be able to pull them like this and to build a melody around it that, that sounds coherent and makes sense is a very cool Songwriting device. We talked about Van Dyke Parks in um, uh, one of the Ringo episodes. I already forgot what song it was, and he's and he's good at doing that too, is pulling these strange chord progressions that that don't sound like they should work and making a beautiful melody out of it. Um, so, like I said, I wanted to hate this song from the beginning, but Dave, you know, twenty seconds in redeems himself and turns in. A very solid song. I don't see how this would have fit on any Kinks record. You know, there's a lot of songs that you listen to and it's like of Dave's solo stuff um, or Ray's solo stuff for that matter. But, you know, Dave's solo stuff, you think, well, that would have, you know, fit good on low budget or that would have sounded good on give the people what they want. I don't know where you would have fit this one. This one um, almost had to be a solo Dave project. So that's Cold Winter. Um You can listen to it on the Spotify playlist if you haven't um, heard this song in a long time or maybe never before. Uh, If you search for Hero Habit or Kinks and Beats on Spotify, you should be able to find it. But if you can't find it, there is a link to it on our website, herohabit.com, and look for the podcast button on the main menu. All right. That does it for me today with Dave Davies. Um, If you'd like to get a hold of me. Give me a call, 925-494-1739, or email me, kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. And of course, like I just said, you can find all that contact information at herohabit.com. All right, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for downloading, and make sure you swing by iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review for the show. All right, thank you. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.